everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. This episode is called The Hands of a Killer. And I... Mm-hmm. Why? The end. The very end. Okay. The bitter, bitter end. I wasn't entirely sure. Six minutes before the end, we find out why the episode is specifically called that. I thought, for the whole time, I just thought this was a generic... Because... Title, yeah. Hands of a killer could be any time someone is murdered. With someone's hands, yeah. They're murdered at the hands of a killer, whether they be holding a gun or a knife or et cetera, et cetera, or strangled. That's hands. So this episode is a season 30 episode... 21. 21. April 8th, 2022, hosted by Dennis the non-menace, because we love him. He doesn't menace us at all. He's amazing. No, he's so much more than enough in this episode, too. He really goes for it. I wrote down all the quotes. Katie, we're going to be talking about conspiracy theories. Did you know mm. Justin Bieber is the king of the elite space traveling lizard people <laughs> and that Queen Elizabeth is a cannibal? Yeah, that one I'd heard. Did you read it on the Internet? Because that's where I read it. No, I used to, I taught Shakespeare at a camp in the summer <laughs> one year for one year for one summer. And mm-hmm. I feel like that was part of my curriculum. I just brought it up on the slide to see if any kids would latch onto it. It, No one did. No one did. Mm. Yeah. I wasn't a great counselor. We are talking about Arkansas State Senator Linda Collins. I am ashamed to say the only thing I could think about was the running joke on The Office where Angela is dating a state senator. And every time she mentions him, she calls him the senator. And Oscar always says, I'm sorry, who? And she says, my boyfriend. And, he, and Oscar says, oh, I must have misheard because you called him the senator and he's a state senator. Is that a distinction that happens in real life? Probably. But not as many times as Oscar does it. And with such joy and smirkingness. But Angela deserves it. This lovely state senator was Linda Collins. She lived in Pocahontas, Arkansas, which is a place that I've never heard of. Linda's daughter, Tate, I love that name, says that she was about God and family and the people of Arkansas. And Dennis says that was her motto that was stitched on her pillow. Hmm. Does Dennis have pillows that have stitched things on them? He does, right? And if he doesn't, get cracking. Come on. Should I make one? This How is are Dennis your hands? Is enough. Get that going or teach me. I'm ready. Put me in, coach. Let's go. <laughs> Dennis says... Of course, we all know life is what happens when you're making other plans. And Ferris. So what? Uh, Bueller. That was Ferris Bueller. Yeah, it is. No, he's life comes at you fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you might miss it. That's disappointing. (laughs) I thought for sure he said that. He was a great philosopher. Ferris Bueller. For all you Ferris Bueller purists out there. I'm sorry. (laughs) Please keep listening. This is an excellent case. It's very interesting and fascinating. So one day, uh, Linda's daughter Tate sent her a photo of some shoes and didn't hear back, which she thought was very strange because Linda loves shoes. This would be like if someone texted Katie something about makeup and she didn't text back. Someone texted me something about puppies or Bob's Burgers and I didn't write back. Something's wrong. 
Linda's son, Butch, and Linda's dad, who I think we just know as grandpa, they go by her house to check on her. And on the kitchen floor, there is a mean looking stain. Dennis calls it a mean stain several times. It is dark colored. And Butch thought it looks like a coffee stain, but it's for sure more reddish and looks like blood. But he didn't want to I think you would not to want himself. to think that that's what it yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. They go outside and they smell something like a dead animal. And oh. Butch pulls a tarp away and there are flies and it was her body wrapped in a comforter. And Butch has to stop his grandpa from going over there to see it. And Dennis says, I'm sorry you had to see that, Butch. In the most gentle Dennis way ever. This is the precious moments of precious moments. It's a horrific moment, but Dennis is so kind in this moment to Butch. And also the way that Butch describes this scene, I feel like when you're watching the episode, you can see exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Him holding back grandpa and them almost getting in a fist fight in the driveway because grandpa's ins- I'm sorry, I'm just going to call him grandpa is insisting on going over. And it's like that scene from Goodwill Hunting and Matt Damon and yes. Robin Williams, and they're like hugging and crying and fighting at the same time. And Butch is protecting his grandpa. It's yeah. very sweet. Also, Butch is not his nickname. His name is Butch Cassidy. I love that. I really do. I have to say I love Butch and Tate. It's maybe the best kids' names we've had in a while. Yeah. Okay. I love it. The 911 operator also is very precious moments. She calls Butch Honey. A couple times. Sweetie, hold hold on, sweetie. I can't, sweetie. No, don't, honey. Just lovely. Linda grew up poor with no running water, or as Dennis says, it was a hard scrabble upbringing. So that's the big one I wrote down. She was making something of herself coming from a hard scrabble upbringing. Hard scrabble. Did he mean scramble? Did he mean hard knocks? Hard scrabble. Scrappy? You have to be scrappy. The subtitles across the screen, I thought were wrong, and I thought it meant scrapple. Right. As in scrappy. But it did say BBLE, as in the game. Yeah, scrabble. Yeah, as in the game. I think the game came from another word that we don't know because we're dumb. But Dennis is smart. Keep going. Katie's going to look it up. Yeah. So she, but by the way, you would never know that Linda grew up with no running water. She is so well put together and coiffed and dressed and has gleaming white teeth. Like she's like Dolly. She's like a classic Southern lady. Mm -hmm. She was a realtor and she and her husband, Phil, built a hotel and remodeled a, as Dennis calls it, way cool. Okay, he you have to admit he was a little unhip when he said way cool. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Let's move along. He said way cool. I did hear that. I heard it. They remodeled a way cool rock and roll themed motel and Linda was running both of them and she was elected to the state house of representatives and she was a Democrat, but her faith based beliefs made her very conservative. So in her first term, she actually switched parties and normally that would sink a candidate, but she was reelected and then she became a Republican state senator. I would think that would be the end. If you switched parties, you would not get elected again. You would need to go home, regroup, wait a few years, try to run again. It did not. I would not think that you would get reelected. That's that means she was impressive. When Aaron Burr 
switched parties. It really pissed off Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton teaching lessons. Okay, are you ready? Hard scrabble is being or relating to a place of barren or barely arable soil. A hard scrabble farm. Hard scrabble prairies. It's meager living from poor soil. Wow, that's depressing. Yeah, so it is a hard scrabble childhood is a thing. I got to get one of those word a day calendars. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to know more words like that. No, we need a Dennis a day calendar. I do need a Dennis a day. Do you think if I sent him just an Excel document with 365 slots in it, he could do a word for me every day? I bet he would if I was really nice about it. Could we sell it as our merch? I want a different photo of his face also. Like a photo and then one of his sayings. And then you'd rip off the page. And maybe occasionally on the weekends, we would put in an Andrea or a Keith or a Mink. Okay, I feel a little more comfortable reaching out to Dennis about, instead of just trying to be his friend, about a business opportunity. So this could be our in. I'm writing this down. I need to write this down on a bright piece of paper. (laughs) We meet another state senator named Gary Stubblefield, who served with her and takes Dennis on a tour of the Senate State House. And they're like in the fancy room. It was Dennis belongs there. He looks great. He looks great. Dennis could have been a state senator. Yeah. Dennis Murphy for the people. Murphy for the masses. Mm-hmm. So she was only five feet tall, but she was nicknamed the linebacker because she was tough. And Gary says she wasn't there to make friends, which is usually a line reserved for The Bachelor. But I loved it. No, pardon me. And RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, do they say it on RuPaul's Drag Race too? Any, this isn't RuPaul's best friend race. I think they say it on any reality show where you're competing, except they don't say it on The Amazing Race. And they don't say it on the British shows. No, definitely not Bake Off. Yeah. Dennis says, okay, that style put a lot of noses out of joints. Yeah, that one I know very well. You do? <laughs> no, you don't. Do you? I've said it. Yeah. Noses out of joint. That's a common one. Are you being serious right now? You really know that? Yeah, I'm dead. Are you being serious? Do you not know that? Yes. No, I don't. Oh, nose out of joint is a big one. I had no idea. Yeah, that might be a Visalia one or a My Family one. That might be a jogging pants. Were you just pretending to not know the mushrooms of the dark variety expression to make me feel better? No, that was way beyond me. You saw my face. I can't. I mean, if I don't know, I don't know. I did do a Twitter poll about that and only like 90% or 90% had not heard of it. Thank God. I thought you were about to say 90% knew about it. And I was like, we have to go back to school. We have to quit and go back to school because something's happened here. So the governor of Arkansas eventually supported someone else besides Linda and she wasn't reelected and she was going through a divorce from Phil but things were not all bad for Linda she was looking at high paying lobbyist jobs so she went out of town to DC to look for one and then when she came back she disappeared Dennis says rumor has it that her murder was a political cover up coming straight from the top and my dad went obama <laughs> i was like No, well, Trump was in office then. And my dad goes, it's always Obama. (laughs) Bob. I think he just learned. Thanks, Obama. I think he just learned that joke, to be fair. So. okay, so he's all right. So Dennis says, if there's such a thing as a run of the mill murder, this wasn't it. Then we meet the sheriff, Kevin Bell. He sees all the security cameras. There's like 
mounts for security cameras all around the house on the outside and the inside, but they're all gone. So it's just these big mounts, no actual cameras. The camera's gone, which is why if you have security cameras, you have to have them being backed up wirelessly to somewhere off location. Tips from Dateline. Yeah. And it becomes real important. So Mm -hmm. Linda was stabbed multiple times in the kitchen and then moved outside in a comforter. And there's a bleach bottle. So someone tried to clean up, but they obviously did a horrible job because of the stain. But they don't find any DNA or anything. So it's really weird, too, because the house, like when you look at the house, I, I kept being really confused because the floor looks like it's been stripped up. And they mention it once that they're renovating the house, Dennis tells us. They were renovating, exactly. And so it's on that bare wood floor, which you're never going to be able to clean. Once it's in, that bleach isn't going to do anything. That's It's old wood under the house, so you're in trouble. But this was a pretty brutal murder, I have to say. This is awful. Very. And they didn't find anything missing. There was no forced entry, so they think that she knew her killer. Then we meet some very good friends of hers. Well, we're meeting one. Her good friend, Tim, he's being interviewed by Dennis. He has some facial hair that confused my whole family. Well, it's just not, it's unevenly colored. There is one patch that is stubbornly not turning gray yet. It's hanging in there. It's not going. No, it's almost like he was eating spaghetti. It got like one part got stained by spaghetti sauce. It looks just a little coffee stained. Yeah. Like he drinks out of one side of his mouth. But also, it's interesting when you think about that, because you think about people that only grow go gray in the front of their hair or only go gray in the back of their hair. And this is the opposite of that. Yeah. So strange. It's like gray everywhere except for one little patch that's like, nope, no, thank you. So he said that Linda could, her smile could light up a room, essentially mark it off your bingo cards. His fiance, Becky O'Donnell, who was also very good friends with Linda. So the three of them are like best friends. And Becky is also Linda's personal assistant. And we are hearing Becky's police interview after the murder. She's crying. She's very upset. She says that she had seen Linda the day of the murder, when they think she was murdered. And they had kind of gotten into a tiff because Linda was seeing this man named Rendell Wallace, not Randall, Rendell. And he had spent the night before. Linda was kind of annoyed with him because he hadn't texted her back quickly enough. And Becky had said, just let it go. Don't, you know, just be easy breezy. Don't get be so uptight with it. Do you have thoughts about this? About that he didn't text her back for four hours. Four hours. I think she was waiting for a, I don't think it was, hey, you up? And then four hours later, he responded. I think it was a, hey, you up? Yeah, I am. Do you want to come over? And then I think there was a four hour break. Right. I think so too. I'd be annoyed as well. So it's not, I think that's totally reasonable to be annoyed. Yeah, I'd be annoyed. Right. But Becky was like, chill out. They argued about it, and it was kind of like, Becky, mind your own business kind of thing. And the detective is listening to this, and he's like, I don't know why that would make her mad. And Becky says, well, she's a, you know, she doesn't like to be told, you know, what to do. And he's like, well, she was a senator. 
state senator. Well, okay, officer, let me explain something to you. If you're complaining to your friend, officer so-and-so, if you're, is, is this Sheriff Bell that was interviewing her? I don't think it was. I think it was somebody else. If you are getting in a tip with your friend about something that you're like, he did this to me. You know, this bummed me out. Why didn't he text me back? That was weird. He didn't text me back for four hours. I don't like that. Don't say you're being dumb. The only response that a friend should have is, yeah, that's lame. Even if you don't think it's lame, you're going to get in an argument. Linda, of course, is going to be annoyed because she would want Becky to be pissed off with her. But then I think from Becky's perspective, she's like, don't tell me about your personal life if you don't want me involved. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Do you you're telling me about the problem, so I'm going to comment on it. And now you're saying don't comment on it, Becky. And it's like you broke me into this by complaining about Uh, it. That makes sense, too. Don't ask me for my opinion if you don't want an opinion that's different than yours. That's a thing, too. That's a That is definitely a thing. Yeah, I hate to say it. I'm the Becky in this situation. (laughs) But I do think that we can also understand in a general sense, four hours when you first start dating someone, if you've asked them to come over and you wait four hours for a response is annoying. So Rendell and Linda used to date back in the day. So apparently when she first started dating Phil, her husband, she was also dating Rendell. And then she basically chose Phil, got married to Phil, later told her friend Tim, who's Becky's fiance, I think I chose wrong. Basically, that's rough. Yeah. They had reconnected, Linda and Rendell, because now she's divorcing Phil. They reconnected just a few weeks before she died. Tim, who used to be a cop, is very suspect about Rendell, just doesn't trust him. But essentially, he admits he doesn't really trust anyone because he's a cop. And he has Kimberly mentality, which is you never truly know anyone. So... Well, but I didn't trust Rendell. Oh, I don't trust. Well, the name I don't. What's Rendell? We need to see more than one picture of Rendell that makes him look approximately 80 from the side. Yeah. So Linda and Rendell used to go dancing. And Dennis asks Linda's kids if she was a rip up the floor, look at me dancer. And Butch thought it was funny and he left. I love it. I think Bush and Dennis really got along. Yes, I think so, too. So then they're, okay, twist number one. Get ready, because they've been building this up since the preview at the beginning. Another former state senator from Oklahoma is found dead, to which my mom screamed, oh, my God, (laughs) even though they had been building it up at every commercial break. Because watching TV with my mom... She is so animated every five seconds. What? Oh, oh, my God. Oh, you could be watching Saved by the Bell and she'd be like, oh, my God. Screech is dressed up like a woman. Oh, my God. Okay, comment below if you would like to watch along with Joni just or just see a videotape of watching something with Joni. So then we learn that. Interestingly enough, coincidence, just a few weeks before, Linda had driven to Oklahoma. Weird. Oh, my gosh. Or just a coincidence. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She drove to Oklahoma. She drove. Oklahoma. Kimberly. Not Oklahoma. Oh, my God. I can see this in my head. 
delightful. Anyways, we learn within 30 seconds of hearing about this guy from Oklahoma, it was a suicide. So then I went, oh my God, Dateline, you clickbaited me. I almost almost missed it because Dennis says it's so fast. He goes, so fast. Come to find out that other case in Oklahoma was ruled as a suicide. On to the next, like literally moves into the next sentence. You've been building up to that for 45 minutes. Good on you, Dateline, for keeping us guessing, though. They did. They really did. Yeah. So back to Linda. There are rumors flying a lot of conspiracies, like the one that the Israeli government has a pack of evil sharks that they use against their enemies, which is the real conspiracy theory that I read about online. Stop going on Reddit. (laughs) Stop. Dennis calls this, all these rumors, a little bit of fact. A lot of fiction, all bubbling in one unholy brew. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Beautiful prose. One rumor was that Linda was killed for a political motive. The problem with that was that she was out of office at the time. So any beefs that she had with other state senators probably weren't really relevant right now. However, she had just been on a trip to D.C. trying to find a lobbying job. So obviously, the Clintons were involved. I forgot the Clintons were from Arkansas until this episode. I had kind of put them in a different state. And then I was like, oh, they are in Arkansas. I know. Of course, their people are going to say that. Yeah. So Linda, they thought, was investigating dirt on the Clintons, which she absolutely wasn't. So Hillary, of course, was the murderer or hired a hit now dennis says of course hillary had nothing to do with it it was chelsea to (laughs) chelsea hired the hit bob chimed in and said don't be so quick dennis (laughs) (laughs) speaking of conspiracy theories like the one that finland doesn't actually exist and was dreamed up by the japanese and soviet union during the cold war another true conspiracy theory I used to believe that putting raw eggs into my hair every day would help with shine. That was a conspiracy theory that I subscribed to. I'm sorry, I don't think that's a conspiracy theory. Is it true? Yeah. It didn't really work for me. There's a few of those old remedies that are supposed to be great for your hair. Unfortunately, one of them is Big Ed's Mayo. I think eggs is one. And then vinegar is another. And now the vinegar rinses are very popular because they're supposed to help your scalp. Vinegar. Mm-hmm. I've heard coconut oil, but you know, I don't want to put food on my hair. I want to eat food. What can I do instead? Yeah, I'm going to recommend prose. Great. Non-conspiracy theory action. Here. Prose is fantastic and prose works. You have heard us singing the praises of prose on this podcast for a while because it is the world's most personalized hair care. I'm going to tell you about the amazing results I'm seeing from using my customized prose products. It's stronger, it's smoother, and I know this because I can actually run a brush through my hair right now without it breaking off, Mm. which is something I have not been able to do in a very long time. And since I've been using prose for a while, I am now able to actually use a normal hairbrush without just breakage, breakage, breakage. And I owe that all to prose. I use a shampoo and conditioner set. I also use a pre-shampoo once every other week. And I might bump that up to once a week because my hair is a little dry right now because I've been running the heater in my house a lot, which dries out my hair. And I also use their hair oil almost every day. I cannot sing the praises of hair oil enough. Forget coconut.
coconut oil. The Pro's hair oil that's customized for you individually is gorgeous. It smells like heaven and it's just a few drops and I just run it through my dry ends and it's just, you know when it's all sealed in and nice? Yeah, it's beautiful. Pros knows that there is more to you than just your hair type and they have given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz, which is how I got started with my customized formulas. I love the quiz. It's super easy. Love that. They ask you questions like about your zip code, where you live, so they want to know your climate, eating habits, the damage level of your hair, if you exercise, things like that. Just things that can tell them what kind of hair products would be good for your unique hair. You're telling me that the hair products you need for your hair while you were running your heater this week would be different than the hair care products I need when it was 102 here yesterday. That's exactly right. Okay, I gotcha. But also that's what's cool about pros is they have a review and refine feature that when I moved to Tennessee, I was able to update my formula. So I got new formulas when I moved that I'm assuming now encompass something called humidity, Mm. which I didn't know was the thing. So now my shampoo formula is a little bit different. Also, the scent that I use, I love it. It's a new scent that I'm using this time. It's called Pearl and it's musk, gardenia and sandalwood, which for people that like musky scents, I know there are people out there. I can't recommend it highly enough. Also, as a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. So good on you, Pros. And if you're not 100% positive that Pros is the best hair care you've ever had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. But I think you're going to love them. Everyone that we know that has used Pros through our promotion has really liked it. Mm-hmm. I've heard glowing reviews. Absolutely. Pros is the healthy hair care regimen with your name written all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation right now and get 15% off your first order today, which is amazing. Go to pros.com slash date dateline. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash date dateline for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Woohoo! Thank you, pros. Strike a pros. Pros, pros, pros. Is anybody stressed out there? People don't always realize that physical symptoms of stress can be headaches, check, teeth grinding, check for Katie, and digestive issues, triple check for Kimberly. Oh boy. Also sleeping too little, check, sleeping too much, check, overeating, check, and undereating, I don't know what that is. Our sponsor, oh Katie, BetterHealth can help with this. They are our sponsor for this episode and they're amazing. BetterHelp is online therapy offering video sessions with a therapist. They even offer phone sessions, live chat sessions with your therapist, which is perfect if you're camera shy like me. Did you know Katie's never actually seen my face? I always wear an eyes wide shut mask. Fun fact. You didn't didn't know that, did you? BetterHelp is more affordable than in-person therapy, which is great because money is something most of us are stressed over. Correct. I get stressed about things as big as life all-encompassing, and as little as my DVR has only 2% room left and I'm going out of town, so all of my reruns of King of Queens are going to be erased. Stressful. But I can... That's okay. Let it go. Let Degrassi go. (laughs) I can talk with my therapist about my stress and I can learn coping techniques, and all of this has made my stress level so much better. 
Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. Contact BetterHelp today to start living a happier, healthier life. You deserve it. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and a date with Daylight listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash dateline. That's betterhelp.com slash dateline. Because we can all use a little better. Help! Thank you, BetterHelp. Thank you, BetterHelp. So we have met Linda's colleague, Ken, and he was a very good friend to her. He throws a memorial for her at the Senate Capitol, State Capitol. Wow. State Capitol. And everyone there is wearing red, which was her favorite color. And then we see Ken and Dennis. So first, Dennis got to be like on the state Senate floor with that other state senator, and he looked amazing. Now he and Ken are walking down this huge, grand staircase inside the Capitol building, and he just looks like Daddy Warbucks. It's He fits in Together anywhere. at last. Together forever. I, were the stairs made of just marble? Was everything in there just marble? Yeah, the whole building appears to be marble. In fact, Dennis asked Ken, did Linda love the grandeur and the marbleosity of it all? I looked that up. I couldn't find that it's a real word. So it goes on the Dennis a Day calendar. A Dennis a Day. It might go on the Dennis a, Dennis a Day calendar. Yeah. And I think there's a little asterisk if the word is a Dennisism. Like a word that he coined, not an actual word in the dictionary. Yeah. Investigators obviously have to look at Linda's ex, Phil. He is a lawyer and now a judge. Mm. So they are a full-on power couple. Tate and Butch are not his kids, but he raised them as his own. The kids thought, wow, mom and dad, huge power couple, but they also felt like their marriage sort of slipped into the business arrangement sort of category and less of like a loving marriage. So they eventually split up and their divorce was very contentious. They were fighting about money, about properties, about pensions, everything. When you are high profile like that, you have a lot of assets and they're fighting about everything. Linda wanted the kids to only be on her side. And they didn't really want to take sides because they loved Phil like a dad. Then Linda caught Phil, oh boy, watching porn in his judicial chambers on his official computer. So she decides, I'm going to use this to my advantage. I'm going to make it part of the divorce case. So she tells on him, essentially, He gets disciplined by the court and basically loses his career as a judge because of this. This is Linda plays dirty, but Phil seems dirty also because he's watching porn in his chambers on his work computer. Oh, my God. Sadly, I bet that happens all the time. Oh, I'm sure it happens all the time. I guess I'm surprised that he would use a judicial computer and not like his personal laptop. Right. That seems scandalous yeah but that divorce was rough yeah messy so linda was also apparently very scared of phil she told tim and becky all the time how scared she was turns out she had been sick for several years in the early 2000s the aughts as i like to say and no one could figure out why until blood work showed mercury in very high amounts she doesn't eat a lot of fish that could be it but it wasn't 
they thought it was her fillings because they could like leach mercury. Um, I think, no, I think it was the fact that she was drinking cans of Diet Coke with her fillings. No, I think it's just either the fillings or the Coke, but yeah, maybe both together. I think it was the combo, but I could be wrong. I thought it was eating away at the fillings because the carbonation. And so then it was causing a mercury poisoning. I thought it was the because the cans have like aluminum and maybe that puts something bad in your body. I know you're not supposed to drink out from the cans a lot, even though I do it all the time. You're supposed to pour it in a glass? You're supposed to buy it from a bottle, I think. I think it sitting in the cans is bad. But sitting in the plastic bottles is bad too, right? For different reasons. But the, if the plastic doesn't have whatever in it, Paba, I don't know. Gosh, I feel like they're both going to give you cancer. I don't know. But how do we get our Diet Coke? Through osmosis? What happens? It's bad. In a shower? I know. But she had way too much mercury for any of those things to be true. So she was convinced that it was Phil, that he was poisoning her, essentially. And I don't know if the kids believed her because Tate says that was something that she said about it. They are very careful about how they word this. And I did. It did not go unnoticed how careful they are right now. Yeah, exactly. Becky, her friend, is crying to the police saying, I keep thinking she's going to get mad at me for telling you this stuff. And they're like, she can't get mad at you, Becky, which is like last time where they were like, he can't get in trouble right now. Yeah. Becky says Phil used to hit Linda and he was stalking her. He would show up all the time where she was and she was terrified of him. So she, Linda, had... That's uh, an interesting story because she starts to tell a story about how she saw him hit her, but then the story does not involve that. Yeah. Did you notice that? Interesting. And then, like, when she tried to get involved, he turned to her and said, stay the F out of it or something. So she was scared of him, too, she says. Okay. Linda had Tim put in a security system at the house, and she kept a gun by her bed. And... Tennis said, so basically she was scared that he would come to the house in the middle of the night and kill her like a bad movie. And I was like, or many datelines, Dennis. What are you talking about? So those aren't bad movies. They're sometimes good. I think he meant scary movie. I think he meant scary. Yeah, like a thriller. Mm -hmm. Or like maybe he meant like B-level bad. No, I don't think he meant the room. (laughs) You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Is that what he says? Uh, you know, I've never seen it. I haven't seen it either. I've just seen the clips from it. I've seen scenes from it, and it's shocking. So one night, she, Linda even told Tim that Phil showed up and that she was terrified. We never really hear the end of that story. The sheriff calls Phil, and he does not appear on Dateline. He makes a statement that he didn't kill her, he didn't poison her, he was never violent, anything. But he does admit that their divorce was super contentious. Mm. Tate then goes into her mom's email where her mom would get these pings from the security camera company saying, you know, the camera was activated at this time. The camera saw something, picked something up at this time. Mm. And those emails stopped the day of the murder. So they think the murderer took the cameras, which we all figured out anyways. So, but they captured something that someone didn't want them to see. So Mm. now we are at the very exciting whole end of the episode that's very long, but it all happens on this one day. And it is the day of the memorial service at the church. 
there are security at the church, undercover officers. And the reason for that is for a couple of reasons. One is that they thought there was going to be a protest there. People had planned a protest. People who thought that it was a conspiracy or a cover-up to kill her, something. By who? That people were there protesting that the Clintons were covering it up? People, yes, I believe it was people that were anti-Clinton or people that thought that it was Phil and that that was being covered up because he was a judge. There were lots of conspiracies floating around. I don't know if these groups all came together to do a protest or if there were going to be different factions, different factions of the same protest. Like, you guys stay over here. You guys who think the aliens did it, you're over here. Clintonites, you're in the center. I don't know how it exactly worked. Who thinks Justin Bieber did it? You guys are on the right. Who is Justice Bieber? <laughs> He's a crime-fighting beaver. <laughs> it's my. Fa- it's probably in my top five lines from The Office. Is that moment? And Jim is so dry, and he's so shocked. <laughs> so good. So the other reason is that they think the killer will obviously be at the memorial since it was someone close to her. So the pastor asks the sheriff, like, are we safe here? Should we stay here? What? And the sheriff says, you're probably going to shake hands with the killer today. <laughs> That's a weird response. Don't say that to the pastor. He's scared. He's not a crime-fighting pastor. He's not justice pastor. He's not a crime-fighting beaver. Also, it seems like the pastor won't know what that means. Right. He'd be like, wait a minute. I'm sorry, what? Are you the killer sheriff? What is it? What are you trying to say? I think you need to explain, no, no, here's what's happening. Yeah. So at the same time, they had been trying to access the footage from the cameras. So they had figured out that someone had logged onto her account because the videos go to the cloud and they can be accessed from a computer. And someone had gone in and tried to access them. So they weren't sure if they actually got in there and deleted them or if there were still videos. They called the company and they said, send us everything that you have backed up. And so on that day of the memorial, the investigators get a package from the security company and it's a thumb drive from FedEx and it has all of these videos. So before the memorial, they're at the office going with IT, going through all of these videos, watching. They see Linda walking around, puttering around her house. They see her talking to her assistant, Becky. They see Becky leaving and saying goodbye. Then three hours later, one of the cameras on the outside hears a scream and they think this is when she actually was killed. And Dateline does not play that for us. Thank God. Dateline's classy. I love that. I love that they don't, you know, Dennis knows that everyone's thinking it and he says, we're not going to play that audio for you. And like, that's respectful to the children. That's great. Good on you, Dateline. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Now, the weirdest part of the tape is at night and all this other stuff happened during the day. At night, the camera picks up what appears to be a ghost. It's someone wearing a white sheet, I guess, or a Klansman, a ghost, ghost or a Klansman. I was going to say, where, where are we? Stop. Ghost what? No. So... They're watching, the police are watching these tapes, and the way Dateline does it is they do not tell us who they say, who they see. But 
I had already figured it out. I oh dang it! When did you figure it out? At the like very first part of the episode, and I said it out loud to my parents, and they thought I was joking. Okay. So, so Dennis says that's when they realize watching these tapes who the killer was, and they realize this person will be at the memorial. So they. Oh my gosh! This is the buildup of buildups. By the way, they are not telling us who this is. Yeah, they do such a good job. So they rush to the person's house, but they don't have a warrant yet. So they're waiting for the warrant to go through. They're sitting in their patrol car in a cornfield, and there are all these patrol officers like behind them. And then they see the person leave their house and start to drive to the memorial at the church. So they are on their tail, but they can't pull them over yet, so because they don't have. The warrant and so they're being followed by a parade of like state troopers and deputies and the sheriff is saying to dennis he's like this is my church and they aren't gonna walk into my church like nothing happened wow he's like this is my holy ground so he is on the phone is that warrant going through? When is that warrant going through? We're five minutes out from the church. We're still behind him. We're three minutes out from the church. Get me that dang warrant. Search every outhouse, sandhouse. Cornhole. I need that warrant. They're in a cornfield, right? I was racking my brain for who lived outside of a cornfield. Had we seen anyone in a cornfield? I'll tell you another tip that they say. They say this person is in the passenger seat of the truck that's being driven. So... We're so driving and he's like, we are two minutes away from the church. Get me that dang warrant. Um, I, oh, we need suspenseful music. And then finally, the person on the other end of the phone goes, the judge signed the warrant and the sheriff says, light him up. And you know, he did that thing with the finger. Yes. Light him up, boys. And my mom goes, oh, my God. So they put the blue light on to get the truck to pull over. That's what he meant by light him up. He didn't mean like he was going to shoot them all. And the truck doesn't stop. And then my mom was like, oh, my God. Because now you're in like a full speed chase right now because the truck's not stopping. And the sheriff says to Dennis, I don't know what's fixing to happen, but it's fixing to go down now. Whoa. And then anticlimactically, the truck just stops. So the truck stops. But they stop really close to the church where the memorial is taking place and they are arresting someone for that person's murder. Exactly. And so they do the full, they call it a felony stop, I think. And they have the person show us your hands, walk backwards, taking all precautions. And they arrest her. If you haven't figured it out yet, it's Linda's daughter, Tate. No, it's not. It's Andrea Canning. No, it's not. It is Becky O'Donnell her assistant, we see it all on body cam and she's dressed up for the memorial. So they're putting like handcuffs around her ankles and she's wearing these high heel white shoes. She's dressed. Yeah, she's dressed. The sheriff then goes to the memorial, interrupts, basically. Can I see you guys in the other room? Thanks. We just arrested Becky and and Tate says, for what? They have, they're shocked because everyone in the whole town thought it was Phil. And they don't want the kids to have heard it from anyone else because of the gossip mill, in case anyone saw the arrest and just... Um, because it happened literally out front of the church. Yeah. So they tell the kids and then they're like, but don't tell anybody else. So now the kids have to go back into the memorial and talk to all the mourners and pretend like they don't know that anything has happened, which is hard to do. Yeah. And 
the reporter, we're, we've met this reporter named Mitch, who is a classic case of grown man with little boy face. And he says, I didn't even know who Becky was. Like, I had to Google her. I didn't even know she was involved with this case because we thought it was Phil. So, wow. Yeah, no one thought it was Becky. But the investigators had always thought it was Becky. They just had never told anyone. There was a gag order, so they were not allowed to speak to anybody about the case, which helped, which kind of fueled all of the rumor mill going. Oh, absolutely. Especially when the ex-husband is a judge. Right. So the investigators thought that she was very sus because, first of all, the day of the murder, when they're talking to her, she's crying hysterically. No tears. Ooh. No tears. Then she tells them that she had picked up Linda from the airport because she had come back from that trip, but she had lost her phone and she didn't have many of the... She's very confusing about this, lost her phone, but when they check her cell phone records, she had used her phone after she had lost it. Mm. And they tell us this at the beginning of the episode. They tell us that she had lost her phone because Dennis says something like, it was bad luck. Right. Yeah. So which one of the reasons I knew it was her is because we're getting too much on her police interview. Like, why do we need to know she lost her phone? Why are we not seeing her, but we're seeing Tim? Why is she not being interviewed? That was the biggest giveaway. And I think it's because we watched so much Dateline that the minute they show Tim, but she is the assistant and best friend, it's like, okay, so she's either involved or she did it. And then also the shape under the sheet to me clearly looked like a woman. Interesting. It did not appear to be a man. I thought it was two people under the sheet. I could not tell what was going on with that sheet. To me, it that seems like a woman. Interesting. So, and then they show us her. They show us pictures of her. So... Yeah, we're seeing, and we're just, it's, it felt like it was revolving too much around her. And I was like, she did it. But I think they did a really good job setting up that it could have been, I wouldn't have been that surprised if it had been the husband, the ex-husband, I guess. It usually is the husband. So, yeah. You know? So, I don't know. It was a really good setup. I'm wondering how many people knew it was Becky before. Can we do a poll and find out how many people knew? Because the level of proud that I was, it was large. It's large in my notes. <laughs> I knew it. You wrote I was in our really, notes. really excited I knew it. that I had pegged it from the beginning. But still, it was really suspenseful. It was fun. She had... Mentioned that she had had a fight with Linda right before Linda died. She said it was about Rendell, but sometimes... Yes, the guy, because of the stupid four-hour texting or whatever. And I think the investigator didn't really buy that they had had this argument. And also, you're admitting you had a fight with the person who died. Linda's kids had always thought there was something suspicious or fishy about the relationship between Linda and Tim and Becky. They had never really heard of these people. And then all of a sudden, it was like, Tim's my best friend and Becky's my assistant and they handle all my affairs. And there we hang out together 24-7. And the kids were like, who are these people? Like, it just seemed too fast. And... Becky ingratiated herself into Linda's life very quickly. And Tate says, my mom was so careful about her information, her passwords, her money. And here is this woman that she's hasn't known for very long, who's in charge of the finances, who's in charge of the books for the motels. And she makes Tim power of attorney to handle her affairs. She just like trusted these people so instantly and they thought it was very sus. Tim was her power of attorney? Yeah. 
Then Butch notices that there's money missing from his grandpa's account. And this is right before Linda was killed. And this is the grandpa's personal account. And the grandpa shows Tate and Butch photos of the checks that were written. And Tate right away says, that's not my mom's writing. And they know that Becky has access to all of these accounts, including the grandpa's account. And Becky had told the police, well, Linda has me sign her name for her checks. That's something she has me do. And the investigator says, oh, Becky, that's not a smart thing to do. But a smart thing to do is ordering HelloFresh. Oh, yes. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. I have loved using HelloFresh so much that I even ordered some for my brother and his fiance because they are stressed about planning their wedding. And they love to meal prep. It's their thing. My thing is watching reruns of Bob's Burgers. Their thing is meal prepping. And they do it every single week. I think a lot of families do that. I think it makes life a lot easier. I I get it. I admire it. I wish I had the discipline. HelloFresh was perfect for them because they have meals that you can make within 30 minutes or less. They even have 15 to 20 minute meals, by the way. They have meals that are specifically easy cleanup options and they have food for everybody. They have vegetarian, pescatarian, calorie smart. They have gourmet if you're fancy and they're kind of fancy. They also have breakfast on the go, 10 minute lunches. Plus, you don't have to go to the grocery store and plan and research recipes they do it all they you just have to put it together they send you everything plus it's 30 percent cheaper than your grocery store and you're reducing your food waste by at least 25 percent they made something like beef tenderloin or something they absolutely loved it i was at my house making roasted pepper cavatappi milano which does not have mint milano cookies that's how dumb i am but it is very fancy mac and cheese which was the bomb and any fancy mac and cheese I'm on board sign me yes like the panko on top you know where it gets crispy on the top anytime somebody's added something in I it's just magic I can't it's like a perfect food I love it go to hellofresh.com slash dateline 16 and use code dateline 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts go to hellofresh.com Dateline 16 and use code Dateline 16 for up to 16 free meals. Wow. Thank you, HelloFresh. Thank you, HelloFresh. You're fresh. Katie, let's talk about your boobs. No. Katie, let's talk about undergarments. That's better. Undergarments. I like talking about undergarments and I especially like talking about bras. Bras made specifically for those of us part of a very elusive club. Mm Mm-hmm. Known as the IBTC. (laughs) This company proudly embraces being part of that club and helps support women by giving them support. I'm talking about Pepper. Pepper is bras for smaller cup size women. Bras Mm -hmm. that perfectly fit double A to B cups. It's about time. Yes. It's fantastic. Where have they been all our lives? Preach. Pepper's mission is to inspire women to embrace the flat in flattering with bras that celebrate your body exactly as it is. Mm -hmm. And they don't believe in extreme unnatural padding to make you look two sizes bigger. They support what you have and lift up what you have. Size beautiful. 
pepper bras are made by small-chested women for small-chested women. They are obviously all about body positivity, size beautiful, and their products are designed to make you feel empowered and love your body as it is. One of the things that I loved in researching Pepper was looking at the five-star reviews, of which they have over 11,000 by the way, and they're a new company. Women love Pepper because for most of these women, it's the first time in their life they've had a bra that they feel like is made for them. There is actually one review from a 70-year-old woman that said, I have been looking for 40 years and I've never had a bra that fits like this. Yeah, it's the fit of a lifetime. I was able to get my exact fit by taking their size quiz, which was not very extensive. It gets right to the point, but it was exactly dead on fit perfect. So I would recommend taking the size quiz when you check them out, pepper.com. I am currently testing out the Mesh All You bra. Sexy. I've only been wearing it for a couple of days, but right now I have no digging, no like weird spillage in the back and no gaps in the front. It's fantastic. It's so comfortable and it it just, it feels like it's meant for a smaller cup. It is gorgeous. Pepper is featured in BuzzFeed. They're an Oprah Daily, Glamour, CNN, NBC, Pop Sugar. It's a fantastic company. If you're part of the IBTC, go check them out. You can get 20% off your first order when you go to wearpepper.com slash date. That's W-E-A-R, Pepper, P-E-P-P-E-R, dot com slash date to get 20% off your first order. You can try Pepper right now, risk-free. They have free U.S. shipping and returns on orders over $99. Check out all the colors they have. They have seasonal colors right now. The big color they're promoting is pistachio, which is maybe one of my favorite colors. Your favorite! Because it looks good on all skin tones. I love bras in that color. But it's really about the fit. They have a bunch of styles. Check out what works for you. They have ones with underwire, ones without. They have a strapless. It's mm. Pepper's a dream. That's wearpepper.com slash date 20% off. Go get them. I love Pepper. Let's talk about bras, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the fitting and the gapping that doesn't need to be. Let's talk about Pepper. Amazing. That's it. Woohoo. Thank you so much, Pepper. Thank you. Police think that Becky had stolen 50K from Linda and from the motel business. And Linda was basically too busy to notice until Tate said, Mom, there's money missing from Grandpa's account. What's going on? And Linda needed to confront Becky and that when she did, Becky snapped and killed her. Then we learned that Becky has some secrets in her past. She had been arrested for theft in her past and had plotted to kill her ex-husband. You heard that right, said Dennis. Oh, my God. Dennis just said I heard it, but I heard it already. And a friend says Becky had offered them 50000 again, 50000 she loves 50000 for the hit. Becky, when confronted by the police at that time, said she was drunk and didn't mean it. One of those want-to-call-a-hit-men benders that we all go on. She was never charged. Does she, has anybody done any research? Does Becky owe the IRS $50,000? This is a very specific amount she keeps bantering around. Right. Does she have a credit card bill? 
Right. So the sheriff had met Becky at a campaign event. So the sheriff knew Linda. He knew Tim. He knew everybody. And when he meets sees Linda at this campaign event and she's with Tim and Becky and he recognizes Becky as this hiring a hitman problematic problematic lady he's like why is Linda mixed up with this criminal now he never says anything to Linda which I feel like hindsight is 2020 but maybe they weren't close but they maybe they weren't close so Becky's fiance Tim he thinks she is innocent. He wants to fight for her. So he was driving the truck. Remember, Becky was in the passenger seat when they were headed for the church and they were pulled over. He's really mad at the way the sheriff handled the whole thing and how they publicly did this arrest. He thinks it was totally unnecessary. And he tells Dennis, I'm still mad about that, by the way. I kind of, you know, weirdly, I kind of got that. Because if you thought, if you think she's innocent, you'd be really irritated by that because it's humiliating. And he thinks, yeah, when she gets out of prison, people are still going to treat her like a criminal because they saw that happen. Absolutely. And he's a cop. He knows the way things are done. He knows it doesn't have to be done like that. But he doesn't know the backstory, which is that the sheriff was on the phone literally waiting for the warrant and it came down to the second where he got the warrant and pulled them over and it just happened to be she was almost at the church. So, And I think the sheriff was trying to spare the family from, he knew that this woman was probably going to be kind of a big deal at the funeral. She was her assistant. She was probably going to be in the front row. It is the right thing to do would be to not let her attend that funeral. Yeah. So Tim calls Becky in jail to tell her he still believes her. And he thinks basically the evidence that they have that she was stealing from Linda was just part of her job because he said he had seen Linda give her a credit card and say, go buy stuff at Walmart for the motel. So she had to do well, by the way, Walmart sighting market down your bingo cards. So he thought uh, this was just all part of her job. I don't he doesn't actually know the details, though. I don't think he knows about the checks and the grandpa's account and all of that. Dennis says to Tim, well, you know, she did admit that she fought with Linda and she lied to the police about her phone being missing. And you as a former cop, you don't you know, cops don't like it when you lie to them. And Tim's like, yeah, that's true. But he doesn't offer any explanation why she lied. I don't know what she told him about that. But he believes that in his heart that she was framed and that there is another killer and there is a big cover up and it's a whole big thing and she is the victim who's being framed. So we see this video call and it's from jail when she's talking to him on the phone and he's like smoking and he's very upset and she says they did a good job framing me. It does it does look like I did it. I'll t- I'll tell you that. They did a great job. So they're in this conspiracy theory thing together and he is 100% in on it that stinks because sometimes if it's too complicated it's probably not real it's like how when people lie and they make the story too complicated that's usually not real when you hear hoofbeats oh boy that's what that means essentially i know oh i know tim is sure phil did it and linda had said to him phil's gonna kill me and she was scared of phil So she died. It must be Phil. And that totally makes sense, too. That's a hoofbeat. Wait, explain to people what hoofbeats are that are new to our podcast. Oh, it's Occam's razor. And it is if you hear horse, if you hear hoofbeats, think horses, not zebras. And it just means the simplest solution is 
usually the right solution. There we go. In this case, the simplest solution would be that it was Phil, but it would also be if they arrest Becky, that it's Becky and that there's not some huge mass conspiracy to frame Becky. That doesn't make sense. That's a zebra. (laughs) Unfortunately, though, he is a judge. So it would be easy to kind of take the conspiracy route that everybody's covering for this official. Mm -hmm. And she was in politics, too. Also, Tim is but Tim is in law enforcement. So he should kind of know he was. And I'm not saying they don't frame people. People have been framed 100%. But that I wouldn't say is like the majority of the cases. So he he was in law enforcement. Again, all these people are ex. This is an ex judge, an ex state senator. All these people are changing their lives right now. So I just don't I don't see a conspiracy happening around people that are out of the gig. Right, right. That's a great point. So it turns out Phil had been cleared early on by the police. So they don't believe it was him. Tim feels like he wasted his life in law enforcement because they are either corrupt or they are making such a massive mistake and jailing his beautiful Becky with the good hair. And so he's like, why was I even a cop for all those years? I wasted my life. He's devastated. Meanwhile, Mitch, I believe the reporter, the babyface reporter, he is telling us that the justice, just judges, sorry, he's telling us that the judges and prosecutors are strangely recusing themselves from the case. And this fuels the fire even more that there are conspiracy theories like Keith Richards is JFK, which is another conspiracy theory that I saw online. But that one's that one's true. So wait a minute. I'm sorry. The judges are recusing themselves because they knew her. Correct. Don't they have to recuse themselves if they know the victim? I would say they they either knew her or they knew Phil. And if the defense is using as their main defense that Phil did it, yeah, they'd have to recuse. Right. So it doesn't seem that strange that all these people are, and it's not like a million people recuse themselves. It was maybe a few, but it was enough that the conspiracy theorists were like, see, see. So Dennis says to Tim, Everyone seems to think you helped. And there's a reason that they call it dead weight. Dennis says, how did she move her body by herself? You must have helped. Linda was pretty small. She was five feet tall, but she was like wrapped in a comforter and moved outside and put under a tarp. I mean, that does seem hard for Becky to have done. And Tim says, asked and answered. And the answer's the same. Negative. I did not help. Asked and answered. So then, new surprise, number 517, new charges are brought up on Becky. Oh, boy. She is charged with trying to arrange the murder of Linda's ex-husband, Phil. She... Of course she is. She was talking in jail, trying to find a hitman that would kill Phil and make it look like a suicide and leave a note saying, I killed Linda. So framing Phil, everyone thought Phil did it anyways originally, and it would free her. And so the jailhouse informants tell this to the police. And there's more than one jailhouse informant. Several. And she was also trying to destroy all the evidence against her. And Dennis is very uh, fast and loose with this. And I could not, I needed more details. He's like, she wanted to put viruses in the computers and, which computers? And blow up her car at impact. So like 
all this stuff she was trying to um i don't know infect any sort of evidence basically and for some reason her fiance who used to be a cop had never told her hey don't say any of this in prison just she had no idea that that might be a problem that's all fine that's fine but, well he thinks this is all proof that it's a frame-up this is insane it's too convoluted that she would ever say all this so it must be a conspiracy like ted cruz's zodiac killer but tim thinks this is all proof that it is not her she's being framed she would never destroy evidence and hire another hit so then it's the summer of 2020 becky's gonna go on trial police are sure it's her and they're really sure because they have the smoking gun, or as Dennis says, something that ties up the case in a nice little bow for them. Which means we're right now at that part that explains the title, that this is the... Oh my God. This is that moment. By the way, we are changing the OMG moment, which used to be a thing that we did much more than we do now, to the... Oh my God. Moment, the Joni moment. I love it. All right. So there is a look at me piece of video. <laughs> That's what Dennis calls it. A look at me piece of video. He's wonderful. What we see on the video, it's Becky, y'all. She had taken down the cameras and one of the cameras she places in a big handbag face up and it still kept recording. It was running on battery. Not tech savvy. If they, Was there a light on the camera, Becky? Right. <laughs> <laughs> is it flashing red like it was recording? Does it feel warm? Is there any sense that maybe these aren't... Did you rip the wires out of the back? I just... I don't know. If I if this was a big crime, I just have a lot of questions. I don't get it. So we see the camera's point of view, and it's pointing up out of the bag. Now, if this had been a different kind of bag, well, we probably would have seen her put it in the bag. But... It just happens that it's like a wide open mouth kind of bag, like a huge handbag. So you get like the whole room, basically, you can see. And what we see is insane. We see Becky putting a bloody knife in the bag, the murder weapon. Oh, my God. A giant bloody knife. Yeah. A butcher knife, like a carving. Yeah. Kn- a really yeah. got to be eight inches long. And she's holding, I think it's a tissue, and it's covered in blood also. And so she, and also her lips are going wild. Her lips are like, pers- I don't. I am, so, I rewound it 10 times. It's it's this. She's doing this. Yeah. And my dad kept going, what's she doing with her lips? And yeah, it's like if your lips are dry and you put on chapstick and then you're kind of rubbing it together or you put on lipstick and you're rubbing it together. But it's just it's compulsive. It's like going for a long, very fast. Number one, it's a bunny apropos for Easter. Mm-hmm. That's what bunnies do with their mouths. Their nose moves and their, their lips do this. But it's a tick. It's 100 percent a tick because I watched it a bunch. They try to say right now that her lip was quivering. It's not quivering. And I said, no, sir. She's not about to cry. It's a tick she's thinking. And that's what she does when she thinks. It's people that bite their nails or have another thing. Flare nostrils. So Dennis says to the sheriff, he's like, so that's good night, right? You know how Dennis loves a good night? That's a say good night. He said that's the say good night. That's a say good night, right? He loves to say good night. So say good night needs to be a t-shirt. He's said it like four times now at this point. Yeah, for sure. It might be my favorite Dennis one is the say goodnight evidence. Yeah, that's a, that's a say goodnight, right? We also are seeing video of her at the police station where they show her a still from the 
camera and it is her putting the knife in the bag and her face kind of she like tilts her head like she's can't believe what she's saying like she's in awe but she's also like her face drops but she's acting like she's really confused she just it's, did not think a camera was rolling she's like how it is how do they have a camera shot of that how is that possible I kind of love that footage because it is her literally figuring out all in one second, I'm hosed. She's trying very, very hard not to change her face. Right. But she fails spectacularly. It is, she's realizing they just said goodnight to me (laughs) with this video. She in her head, she's like, that's a say goodnight shot. So Tim is still behind her. Because he doesn't really know everything that's going on. And he doesn't seem to know anything. I think she's lying to him about it. Oh, for sure. She's lying to him. Then Becky's attorney asked to meet him and they have him sign a non disclosure. And he's like, that's weird. But he signs it. And they say, Tim, she wants you to know she did it. She confessed. And he says he is shocked, he is hurt, he is mad. It's hard because you think he was a cop. You're thinking, how was he a cop and he didn't see right through this? But then at the other side, you go, people are hosed. I can't believe I just repeated you, hosed. I've never said that before. Hoodwinked in the name of love all the time. People are buffaloed by the ones they love. Uh, Last episode? Yes, just like he and the guy from last week should join a support group together. Hot dog, John? Yeah. Hot dog. You want a hot dog? It happens. I think this must be really confusing for him because I think that normally you would just feel awful because this person that you loved has done this heinous thing that you weren't expecting them to do. And then what you just said, the fact that he used to be a cop and yes, he thinks he should have known because more than anyone else thinking that, he thinks that inside. You know that he beats himself up double because of his training so if he was not involved it's incredibly sad and it seems like he wasn't involved yeah some people I think still think that I'm sure but and probably people in the town still think that but he says she was the world's greatest actress or sociopath and he said I can't believe I missed everything I was a fool and Dennis says you were sleeping with a stab and slash killer oh Dennis a stab and slash killer is that an expression It is now. Okay. Ye old stab and slash. (laughs) Really sad. Really, this whole thing is... It's horrible. So there's a deal made. Becky pleads guilty to avoid the death sentence. And Linda's friend, Ken, says she deserves the needle tomorrow. He's mad. He And my mom went, oh my God. She was like, oh boy. So the kids feel like they needed to prove uh, premeditation. And... They couldn't prove that she didn't just snap in that moment. She didn't bring a weapon with her or anything like that. So they would need to prove premeditation for the death penalty. So she admits in court that she killed Linda and that she tried to take a hit out on Phil. Those snitches were totally telling the truth. Yep. And she gets 50 years. Tim is never charged. They don't think he had anything to do with it. On the Senate floor, they make a memorial resolution in Linda's name, which is very nice. And we see her grandkids and we see some home movies of them and they obviously miss her so much. Her daughter Tate says she left a legacy of trying to make her community better. She loved people and loved life. And we kind of end with a loved life. I thought this was really sweet at the end. They don't always 
do it this long where we're getting at least two minutes of their life and what a good person they were. And I think they did that especially because she was a public servant. I just thought that was really nice. Just wanted to say that. I I appreciate it because I saw, I think they made an effort to have it end with like talking about her legacy. And that was really nice. Good job, Dateline. They don't always have time in a, in a one hour episode. They don't always do it in a two hour, but they this was definitely longer than they usually are mm-hmm. at the end. So, yeah. B-roll Bonanza. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. B-roll Bonanza. We have daughter Tate sitting on a bench on her cell phone, in her kitchen on her cell phone. We have a photo of Linda on a motorcycle in a white suit. So that picture to me was like the picture for her. If I would want a shot to be my shot, like that, her in the white suit on that. So I was shocked when they said her color was red because I was just waiting for them to say her color was white because she's shown in that white suit multiple times. And then I'll talk about what the daughter's wearing in Fashion Police, but I thought it was a nod to her. So when they say her color's red, I was like, they never show her in red. No, they show her in red a few times. But I felt like the white stood out more to me. And her lipstick was always red. Her lipstick was always red and her truck was red. I don't remember ever seeing the truck. She's a Republican. But she wasn't. It just seemed like the white, when she's in the white outfit, it stood out way more to me. Yeah. She looked good in white, too. I like a white power suit. It's cool. Yeah. I don't know how you don't get that dirty, like Andrea in her white jeans. You need 10. You need a, like a super van's closet filled with a bunch of identical ones. Correct. We see Tim on a pier and we see a close up of his gun on his hip. But it wasn't a gun. It was a taser gun. I thought it was a gun. Because it was yellow. Did you see that? It was not black. No, really. It didn't look like the correct back of a gun to me. Interesting. Go and look at it. It's tan. It's like yellowish tan. I'm going to have to go look. It could just be the back of the gun. I don't know anything about guns, but anyways. We see a drone shot coming up of him on the pier. And so it like zooms out like the end of a movie or something. We see a close up of the license plate of Becky's truck, which. I missed the truck completely. I'm sorry. I feel like they shouldn't show that. Wait, did Becky have a red truck too? No, it was blue or black. It was dark color. I saw a sports car at Linda's house. Did you see a sports car? It was like gray and kind of sleek looking. Maybe she had two cars. I know she had a red truck too. She was a state senator. Yeah. So that's. Did you see when Tim is staring out the window in an empty warehouse? It was a brick room. It was an empty. All brick. Loft. Like when you're renting a loft apartment, that's what you're renting. But it was nothing. We've seen this before. We're seeing it again. Yeah, we saw it in the informant. No, the inside man. I think we've seen it in two. A lot, a lot of brick. They used to have a lot more of interviews in those sort of warehouses. They'd have the host interviewing somebody. Or when they're in the middle of the room looking at evidence on yes, a table exactly. and it's the empty warehouse room. Exactly. This also felt, I hate to say this, but it felt a lot like a sniper room where you go in and you're in that window with nothing else in it. Why is he up there? I did not like him doing that. I don't know why. Whose room is that? Stop doing this, Tim. It doesn't. It's not correct. The one B-roll that, first of all, the dancing home video I loved with her and the cousin, who they almost look like twins. Yeah. It was really cute. She seemed like a really fun woman. She was a, a rip up the floor, look at me, dancer. I love it. I like people that love to dance. They tend to be really nice people. So she was a hugger and she loved to dance. Say no more about Linda. I got her. 
Okay, did you see the point when Butch and Tate, the kids, are sitting off the deck and their legs are swinging? Yeah. I like that. They should do that more. It was cute. They were dressed really well, too. Yes, they definitely were. Okay, here was the B-roll that got me this time. The weird thing is they're not showing us the police interviews until the very end when we see her reaction to the the knife video, right? The knife picture, whatever he's showing her. The evidence they have on her that is the say goodnight evidence. We see her in her video, in her interview room. But up until then, we don't see videos of the interviews, right? The police interviews. We're just hearing them. Right. So the footage that they use the most over that, I don't know if you saw it. It's a big white notepad of paper next to a very small yellow legal pad. Hmm. And I was like, what? That seems not right. You would have the big legal pad and then the small, right? It was. I don't know. Budget cuts. That's all they could afford. It was an interesting shot. That's it. They showed it multiple times. And I was like, what does this signify? What am I missing, Dennis? I don't know if it means anything. Maybe it does. Remember in the good old days when we used to think that it did? Line, Stay inside the lines. I like that. Le- we're in some legal situation here. Like, But maybe it's not legal because the legal pad is small. So there's like bending the legality. Conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory. That's it. That's what that's supposed to mean to us. They're going outside the lines and outside the law. And it's literally what I'm doing right now, which is, what does it mean? It's a conspiracy. So that's great. It's good. It's um, legal pad gate. There's an earth inside the other earth where the cockroach people live. In the empty warehouse. Why is he in that warehouse? Why is the gun not a real gun? No one knows. We have a lot of questions about these things. Okay, let's go to fashion police because I got a few. Go ahead. Tate in this white blazer. She's in the white blazer the whole time, which is stunning. And she has these little drop earrings on that are really pretty. But I thought she was wearing, I thought it might be her mom's blazer. Mm. I think it might be the one, one of the ones we see Linda in. I thought that would be very sweet. If not, it was a beautiful nod and it did not go unnoticed. There is also a pin on her lapel that I cannot see what it says. Did you? Were you able to read it? On whose? Tate. No. The daughter. Mm-mm. I think it says Collins, but I can't tell. Maybe. It starts with a C. Yeah, maybe. Christ? Maybe. It's Easter. I don't know. Conspiracy. It might say conspiracy. There we have it. And then the coffee stained mustache. Yeah. And the coffee stain on the floor. A coffee stained conspiracy. There's my title. Oh, there we go. That's good. I'm writing it down. All right. I think the most obvious title for this is going to be Tim Goes to Therapy. <laughs> Because please go to therapy, Tim. This is rough. I feel, I mean, if you were not involved in this, this is going to hurt. Yeah, we always keep having to add that as a caveat. Assuming you were not involved, Tim, we feel really bad for you. Yeah. You were allegedly not involved in this, and the person you thought you were going to marry is a murderer, murderer. And murdered, murdered like your best friend. It's not great. And gaslit you and convinced you to think that everyone in the town was covering up. Literally made you think that it was a huge conspiracy. Yeah. I feel bad. What did you have for titles? I didn't have really good titles. I didn't really, I don't even want to say them. Instead of hands of a killer, lips of a killer. Okay. Stab and slash killer. I was busy looking up conspiracy theories. Do you have any that you want to share? Apparently Michelle Obama killed Joan Rivers. Oh yeah, I heard that. Just kidding. That's ridiculous. On purpose or on accident? I didn't really get a chance to do a deep dive. 
Apparently, humans lived on Mars and were killed by nuclear war. All right, I'm going to go into my titles because I can't handle it. <laughs> Becky bags the evidence. Becky O'Donnell instead of Becky O'Donnell. Uh-huh. Q and nope, it was Becky. <laughs> That's my favorite. Uh, so my number one title, this is the one, Homicide Hands the Sequel. Because this is Hands of a Killer, right? It, it is literally Homicide Hands. Hands with a Z. No, but this one is just with an S. Homicide Hands 2. This is it. We did it. Love it. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we just heard very exciting news during this episode. Make it sound like we just got an announcement. I'm getting an announcement over here, Katie. I'm sorry. Getting a... Oh, interrupting. Breaking news. Breaking news. Next week's episode is about Pam Hupp. It's very exciting. The Pam Hupp? The What's Hup with Pam. We're going to find out. Is it an update? Next week. It ha- it says that there's new information, new interviews. So I can't wait. Yeah. This is going to be great. Pumped. Yeah. So thank you, everybody. We will talk to you next week. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Date Dateline. And check out our Patreon. We have, as of now... 20 episodes full length at the $10 level and 25 full length bonus episodes at the $5 level. That is 45 full length bonus episodes on our Patreon. Come on. And they're good. Yeah, they're always very good special episodes. Yeah. In my head, they're good. I hope people love them because I always think they're great. I think they're good. We try to pick very special ones. They're not always datelines. Sometimes we cheat. Yeah, it's a whole, it's a menagerie. Yeah. Oh, and also, you're going to want to join our Patreon because we are switching some things up that are going to be very exciting and you don't want to miss it. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. It's going to be good. All right, everybody. Be your own conspiracy. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Write in the comments your favorite conspiracies about Justin Bieber. Thank you. He's a crime-fighting beaver. I guess the only way it would be if it was that guy from Jessica Jones who like kills people with his mind and stuff. David Tennant. Because then his hands aren't involved. You're talking about David Tennant. Yeah. I didn't mean David Tennant like that guy. I meant the name of the guy. I couldn't remember the name. But I feel like David Tennant, the person, might also be able to. He's a very good actor. I feel like he could kill people with his mind, actually. Yeah. Doesn't he have a magician vibe? He's a magician of acting. Yeah, he is. But so when we find out this other state senator or former state senator was found dead, my dad said, it's Rachel Maddow killing all these Republicans. Did they tell us he was a Republican? He is a Republican. Oh, so this just, okay. Oh, we're in trouble. Okay. (laughs) I said, how dare you blame Rachel Maddow? So I can't believe he blamed Rachel. That's It's like, it's that Rachel Maddow. He's teasing. He's very funny. It's... It is funny that he went for her and not Anderson, though. I would expect him to go for Anderson. I know. Well, because he knows Anderson's my boyfriend. So that's why I would expect him to go for him. I will cut my dad if he goes for Anderson Cooper. I see. 
you have it's fine i scream i give instructions to the queens on drag race which must drive oliver crazy i say oh no don't do that no no don't do that you're not going to be able to do a lip sync in that heel no don't do that i mean i give full breakdowns of how they should have done in the rusical i'm like okay no on this line when you do that sneeze you need to hold the finger to your nose and make it a huge pinocchio sneeze i mean i'm fully directing the thing yeah you're a coach the worst (laughs) unpleasant I feel bad because I can see that Oliver like he kind of likes it but part of him's like can you just enjoy the show (laughs) you have a second career in toddlers and tiaras slash drag race coaching pageant coaching of all kinds I'm ready for I'm ready for to be a pageant coach those who can't do teach yeah Katie your hair looks marvelosity Am I using it right? Did you say my face looks marvelosity? That's me. That means I look, that means I have a stone face. Your hair. That means I have a face like a brick is what you're saying. That's cruel. I said hair. It's not what I heard. Shiny. Like marble. 